Okay, so we're going to be talking about faith this morning. And uh, believe it or not, if you will, it's probably one of the hardest things uh, to preach on. I mean, faith is a lot of things, and we're going to talk about what that means to us and how that works out. Um, You're going to have to bear with me a little bit. Normally, I do have a headset, just to give you a heads up. And my clicker disappeared. Uh Ah, so Ryan is my clicker. There might be some times I have to go click, or I might go like this. So please, don't let that distract you. And I'm kind of saying that for those listening on the web, too. Um, I'm going to do my best to to follow it. But you know what? It's going to be fine. We sang a song about coming to the cross. And um, we sang about God's goodness And I have a question before we get started. The Bible says, in all things, test the spirit. So before we get started, I I, I really, I'm going to lead up to this because I want you all the best you can to participate. The best you can so I can test the spirit. Who here would say, Pastor Tony, I have a real tendency to struggle in my faith. I have a real tendency to respond to God when he calls. I just have a tendency, uh, even if it's a season of time in my life right now, I have a tendency, if I were honest, probably to put a little more trust in me than God. Who would say that's describing your life right now? Raise your hand. My hand's up. I'm just saying. Sometimes we don't even realize the difference, and, and that's okay. That's what equipping is all about. So here we go. Click. <laughs> Just a brief review. Um, you know, our vision for this year, 2019, uh, starts, without, starts out with equipping the saints. And in, in Philippians 4.12, it says, For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to be a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And so the very first thing that we're going to do in 2019 is we're going to really focus on equipping, equipping the saints, equipping us, uh, teaching us, training us up to do what God wants us to do and who we are he made us to be. Those talents and those gifts that he put within every single individual in this room, we're going to concentrate on that. And, and the reason we're going to concentrate on that is so that the, the body, this body will be edified, built up, that we might encourage one another. This is so important. And what's the bottom line? That we all would be in unity. Now watch, unity of the faith. Remember this scripture as we go along today. We're not just unified in anything. Anyone and anybody and any team or any, anyone could be unified. Is that not right? We're coming together to be equipped to be unified in our faith. And then the second thing we're going to look at this year is equipping that strengthens our family. And in Deuteronomy 6, 5, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your hearts and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. 
tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. God's all about family. And if you notice, there's nothing left open. We struggle today. I, I, I just got to say some things straight up. Um, I don't know what else to do. I guess that's the hardest thing about how do you, how do you preach on faith unless you preach on faith? <laughs> you know? And, and we're in a culture today that, that this is not even close. That, that our lives aren't, I mean, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk, when you lie down, when you get up. And everything that we do, everything that we do, we're allowing God's grace to feed our faith, to grow us, to glorify Him. And it's in everything we do, and we get so sidetracked. And we wonder why our faith fades. It's because we're distracted and we're sidetracked. But if we were busy about our day, strengthening our families through the Word of God and allowing the Spirit of God to teach us and to walk with us, then you know what? Little by little, these, these if you will, these, these things we shouldn't be watching will fade. The things we shouldn't be saying will fade. The things we shouldn't be hearing will fade. The, the drama that we allow into our life or that we give out will fade. And this year, we're going to concentrate only on these three things. And this is the second thing. That we as a body of Christ, we representing many different types of families, that we're going to be about taking our, our eyes off the world and putting them on Jesus. It brings us to today. Colossians 2.6 says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted up and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Now, I, I know everyone in this room probably has not come to a place where you have received Christ. And, and quite frankly, um, that might even seem strange to some. You guys are hearing little, little by little my testimony. You know, I had people try to tell me about Jesus a lot before I was saved at age 32. And I had no clue what they're talking about. Matter of fact, it was so foreign, I thought they were a wacko. You, you, some of you know, or maybe all you know, I just thought you were totally whacked. You're t- talking about this God and Jesus, his son, and what in the world? So maybe not everyone in this room has received Christ as their Lord. But for those who are in this room that have, we, we need to walk in him. We need to engage what he has given us. We need to be rooted in our, in, in who he is and established in our faith. And what does that mean? I'm going to just summarize, maybe establish a little bit like this. It means that God proportioned faith within me when I heard his word. And I had to respond to that. And when I did, you're going to hear in a minute, but when I did, I was saved. I received him, I put my trust in Christ, and I was saved. But now my walk since that day is establishing myself in that faith. Mean it's intentional. It's something that I do on purpose. We all live by faith in someone or something, every one of us. 
we put our faith in so many different things. We've become very, um, how do you want to say it? Um, I don't know. We're, we're, you ever, you ever feel like sometimes your day is just like, uh, every other day? You, you get so caught up in a routine. Probably none, none of you do, right? You don't get caught. You know what I mean? And before you know it, you do stuff that you just go, what? I'm meeting someone up at the gas station. Quick, uh, meeting, just a 10 minute meeting. And, um, so I go, I'm going to grab a cup of coffee. Person will be here any minute. So I go in, do what I always do. Grab my cup of coffee. I have, uh, you little coupons for racetrack. Free coffee. Anyone? Okay. You get the cup. Six. It's awesome. It's like four bucks. It's most of the four, 54 cents a cup of coffee. It's, anyway. So grab my coffee and do what I always do. I go up to the cashier, hand him my free coffee thing, and away I go. I hear this person yelling at me, and I, but it can't be me. Why would they be yelling at me? Sir, sir. I go, what? You know. Next thing I know, I get all the way across the gas station, and this lady, sir, sir, uh, uh, they need you back at the cashier's thing. They're, I guess there's a problem. I said, a problem? I said, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I heard her calling. So I get up there, and there's this line of, of course, 15 people, and they're all held up because I have a problem. <laughs> so I go, what, what's the problem? And she goes, well, sir, this coupon's for a racetrack. This is Wawa. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and those people are looking at me. I'm just going, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. We get used to things. And we get stuck. I get out my wallet and I go to pay. It was kind of cool. The manager is hearing all this go on. And she comes over and she steps between me and the cashier. I, I don't know. It's kind of like an object lesson, right? Steps between us. And she goes, sir, it's on the house. Oh, come on, I know it's me and, you know, but still. Now, she did take a deep breath and go, but maybe you'll start coming to Wawa instead of racetrack. <laughs> Good plug. Good plug. I don't blame her. Click. So it's our time for our invitation. But don't start scrambling, ushers. Don't come up to play. The invitation today, yes, is in the beginning. John 14, 6 says this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I know that's hard to grab for some. I, like I say, I, I mean, I know it to be true. By faith, I believe it. The Word of God says it. The Spirit of God rever- reveals to my heart it's true. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I, just, I just know it is. It's only through Christ that we can get to the Father. And over on the left there it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and not and this not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, and it continues, and not of works, lest no man shall boast. We can't even talk about faith this morning until we understand what it is. And according to the Bible, according to God's word, faith is given by grace, by God's grace. Like I said a minute ago, that day I went to church and all of a sudden, not having a clue who Jesus was, not not ever been in church my life, and all of a sudden the Word of God, Tony, speaks to me through that pastor. The pastor was the vessel for me. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
Well, I mean, I, I, I never heard the word of God before, at least not that I listened. And my heart just knew it was true. And then he says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And God, his spirit, his word kept speaking to my heart. What that is, by the way, because I've mentioned this several times, not all of you have been here, but what, I get, what I'm getting at there is when the word of God was spoken, the spirit of God, the spirit of God took that word because some of you might wonder, what does it mean imparted faith? What does it mean a portion of faith? I mean, that's what I'd be asking. I mean, I, and I did years ago. What does that mean? When the word was being spoken and the spirit of God was giving me the revelation that it was true, God was proportioning to me faith. He was allowing me to see the truth of his word. And I had a choice to receive that or not. I had a choice knowing in my heart that what was being told to me by the word of God and the spirit of God to be true. That for by grace, I am saved through faith. For by God's grace, I am saved through the faith he proportioned to me by the revelation of the knowledge that because of my sin, I'm separated from God. You with me? Okay. So... Let's go to Romans 10. It's right there. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Had a choice. I knew what I was hearing to be true. Now, was I going to respond by faith? A lot of you in this room have responded by faith. But it doesn't end there. It's not like everything stops at that point. So let's, let's pray together and we'll move on. Father, thank you again for this day, for your word. We pray and we claim for anyone in this room that you are softening their heart, that your word and your spirit are speaking to them, just like you did me that day, just like you have many in this room. And all of a sudden we're confronted with the truth, the reality. Our sin separates us from you. May salvation come to your house today. May we turn from our sin your word says to repent, to turn, stop trusting our own life. Stop putting our, our, our life in, by fate, not faith. And help us to start living a life of faith in you. We trust you as our Savior, in Jesus' name. Amen. It all begins by grace. Here we go. The world today says this. We connect people without expectation. I don't have enough time to break this down. I think most of this might relate to most of us. There's not a whole lot of expectation, except for in the last three years. Uh, I won't belabor this, but just to put it into context, the last three years there's been, uh, at least I don't know if you've noticed, an uprising of sorts, that people are starting to go, enough's enough. And unfortunately, it's being expressed kind of violently in a lot of ways. Y'all with me on that? Okay. 
and I, I've tried to block this, but I just can't. And when I pray about it, all of a sudden it's like God, God's telling me, well, you know what? What they're doing in violence, of course, is wrong. But they're so tired of things happening and not, and justice not being made. They're so tired of, of, of being in a world that everything is, 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 you know, can come against you. And, you know, unless you have the money or the means or the talent or the people or the network, then you're, you're, you're going down. I don't, it doesn't matter. And in there, and they're just, there's so many that are at the place that they just, they just, they don't know anything else to do but to rise up. Now that's wrong, but my heart keeps saying, what else can they do? And then I'm reminded, we're also in a culture, we're so far removed from God, many, that a lot of the ones rising up in anger are because they're so far from God, they don't even know who He is. That the Word of God and the Spirit of God's not in that. We have a culture that's more hungry for God, I'm telling you, in our lifetime or maybe in 300 years. We are poised like before many revivals. I mean, I know you probably heard stuff like that before, but I'm telling you we are. People are desperate for an answer so much so they're willing to be stupid. We, the world says, connect people without expectation. I don't have any, not me, but the world, we don't have any expectation of you. But then, when it doesn't go the way I want it to, I have every expectation of you. Got it? Jake had it. Okay. Here's what we need to do. Click. We need to get the world out of there. And look at that. It says, miracles happen in an atmosphere of expectation. So, the bottom line is this. Click. We should connect people without judgment. But have high expectations that they can be who God has created them to be. Are you kidding me? Everyone in this room is created by God. Everyone in this room has talents. And if you're a born-again believer, gifts that God has put within you. When you walk into this room, I have every expectation that says, let's unite together and let's see what's happening with your life. Let's go to the Word of God. Let's build and strengthen our families. Let's be equipped to engage this world in our hearts for God. And when we do that, God gets glorified. Of course I have expectations. You have expectations of me. What if I got up here this morning and I said, you know what? Nothing works. Everything's bombed. I didn't have time to, to prepare for this sermon. Let's just sit here for an hour and meditate. Right? No. <laughs> Click. So in Luke 7, teen 3. It says, pay attention to yourself. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. And you got to see that Jesus is walking with the first disciples, the apostles at the time. And, and all of a sudden, we're thrown into this, 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 um, these words that Jesus are saying. He's saying. And he's saying, pay attention to yourself. Not to others. Matter of fact, when others wrong you, this is hard. This is what I'm saying. If any of you are up with me, I'm sure some of you are. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. We're, we live in this world where, where God says by faith when you're wronged, you stand in your faith and you forgive. 
Oh, my, my, my. I don't know if anyone in this room has ever been wronged, but oh, my. Ah, that's hard. So the next verse says, The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Now, now when I first read that many years ago, when it said, Increase your faith, I kind of thought, Man, they're the disciples. What's the deal? They don't get it? But that's not the case. They, I believe they were very sincere. I believe when Jesus was saying, when you enter into a culture that's against you, that, that lies about you, that tries to hurt you and does hurt you, and when you're confronted with the things in the world, I believe what's happening here, he's saying, you worry about yourself, you allow me in you, you trust me, you trust me. So he goes on to say, where the apostle says, increase our faith, they're saying, well, we can't do that, we need you. I'm a disciple of Christ. I, can, I can't do that. When, when everything comes against me like that, God, I increase my faith. Give me the strength. Help me to know how to respond in love. I mean, the, I think the disciples are very sincere here. And Jesus said, if you had the faith of a mustard seed... See, he's not, I don't know if anyway you go here, but he's not cutting them down. He's not saying, oh, 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 patting them on the back saying, well, man, if you had just a, this little dinky faith, you'd be okay. It's not what he's saying. He's reminding them, who are you following? Are you going to trust yourself or me? And when he says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, he's saying, if I am in you, That's all the faith you need. Click. Jesus called his disciples by faith and they followed. He called them to a lifetime. And you know that. If you're in this room and you're a believer, it's for life. That's awesome. So I hope I have. He showed them the difference between religious and being disciples. We can be very religious. Do you agree? We can have a tendency to be. So he walked with his disciples and he showed them what that difference was. Uh, for example, when he talked to the Pharisees and he, and, and he said very clearly how the Pharisees were being religious and they were all about themselves and they were more worried about their appearance than their inside and all that. Not, not time right now. This is, a, again, a, a casting of the vision for the year. We're going to go into all, all that stuff. So that we can learn and be equipped. He showed them the supernatural love of the Father. Jesus came in the flesh. For God sent his one and only Son in the flesh that we might be able to see the very attributes of God. I mean, there's, it goes much deeper than that. But the bottom line is, Jesus didn't stay on look at me. At first, he was in the flesh. Come and follow me. So he, he was in the flesh and his disciples followed him by faith. But what did he keep doing? The Father. Don't, not, don't look at me, the Father. Follow me because I'm the bridge between you and the Father. But it's, it's not me. I do what the Father tells me to do. He pointed them to the Father. Click. 
And he showed them a life of faith, what a life of faith is all about, putting your trust in God and following his word. And I know that can be tough. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen. This, this right here really spoke to me. Jesus knew he was leaving his disciples. Now, now you got to grab this. The disciples kept asking Jesus questions. You know, well, Jesus, what about, uh, can we sit with you on your throne? Can, can, can we have your favor? Can we this? Can we that? Uh, how come we couldn't cast out demons? And, and, and all Jesus kept, he got stronger and stronger to the point where he started to rebuke them saying, listen, if you had the faith, meaning if you really knew what you were saying, if you really were following me and understanding that it's not about me, it's about the, it's about the salvation I bring on the bridge to God. If you really got that, you would understand now you got to be careful. Don't don't confuse what I'm I'm about to say. But basically, he was saying, "Stop looking at me. I'm here in the physical with you right now. You need to stop looking at me and look to the Father because I'm not going to always be here." And that's what he says to us today. You hear the Word of God and the Spirit of God. He speaks to you. You repent of your sin. Put your trust in Christ. And if we're not careful, we'll keep looking to Jesus. And now you might, whoa, what are you talking about? You got to hear what I'm saying. Of course we look to Jesus for our salvation. Of course we look to Jesus for the example he gives. But hear what I'm saying. This is very crucial that that you don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But just like Jesus was going to leave the disciples... When we come to a place where we receive what Christ did on the cross when he paid the penalty for our sin by dying on a cross, being buried and rising to life. He says, look to the Father. And if we're not careful, we'll keep looking to Jesus. We'll get stuck from the point of salvation and we become religious. We, 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 I, I, I'll explain. Example, born-again believer, love Jesus, but we still walk in the world. We do the things of the world. And I don't mean, you guys were in the world. I get it. It's, a, it's like a process. Uh, it takes time. No one's perfect. Don't misunderstand me. But, but some of you know what I mean. Again, if not now, season's the time or maybe time to come. But we got to be so careful because if we put our trust in Christ, what will happen is if we keep our, our thought just, woohoo, I'm saved. Next thing you know, we start fading back into the world. We become very religious. We do, we do religious stuff at best. I mean, we can even do religious stuff in church if we're not careful. We can serve, we can, we can preach, we can do all these things. And if we're not careful, it's not from the heart of God. We get stuck on, on that day of salvation. I'm saved, that's it. No, it's not. We're to keep looking at the Father. We're, the Father gives us His Word and the Spirit of God keeps building us up. And what does it build? For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There is no other way. We want to make other ways sometimes. We know I can find the way in the world. Here, look, I know it's not that bad, Pastor Tony. 
It's like that lady at Target where I'm checking out and I hear this conversation. She goes, yeah, I used to be OCD about what my family watched on TV and now there's, there's nothing good to watch at all. So I just give up. It's entertainment and we pretty much watch anything. No, no. Our faith will keep fading and fading. The disciples kept asking Jesus, hear me, to be their God, the physical Jesus. I'm I'm trying my best to discern where we're at because I don't want anyone to get confused in what I'm saying. He is God. They wanted to make him a physical God. They kept turning to him and just saying, listen, just tell me what to do. Just tell me. The hardest thing for me as a pastor is when someone comes up to me and says, just tell me what to do. And I'm not saying there's not, there's, there's not a time for a new believer you know, to walk with him like Jesus did. Let me show you. Let me walk with you. Let me uh, uh, instruct you how to read the word and how to, you know, how to pray and, and what the word says about that. There's those times. But then when someone comes up to me, when they've been a believer, I feel like they have some maturity in them. And they say, well, just tell me what to do. Just tell me. It's like they're saying, Tony, you're the answer. I am not the answer. I can't be the answer. You kidding me? You follow me, you're going to get in trouble. (laughs) And it's so hard sometimes. I didn't do well at this in in the first five years or whatever. Because I would. I'd give them scripture and I'd tell them exactly what to do. And you know what? They almost never made it. They almost always failed. Why? Because it wasn't the heart of Christ. It was me simply telling them some scripture they were trying to follow that wasn't a part of their hearts. That's tough. We are called to walk by the same faith as the disciples. And we're going to spend some time digging in, doing just that. Let's watch this. It's actually a trailer, but it's, it fits. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. What have I told you about texting and driving? She's fighting for her life. detention center. I promised that I would do everything I can to save Michelle. The only thing me and Teresa have been doing is trusting in the Lord and look where it's gotten us. I don't want your promises. I want a second opinion and that's exactly what I intend on getting. It's in God's hands now and he's going to get us through this. No, want you do not need doctor. another doctor. You of all people know we can't question his work. David, we're men of God. We made a commitment to choose a path. He chose for us, not the one we want to choose. All of the answers to our suffering can be found right there. 
I was so angry with God, I ran away from him. But not today. Lord, I ask that you send us a blessing. I am going to run toward God. And I ask all in this house to run with me. You ever found yourself in a place of a faith crisis? And I know I have more than once. I even know some today, I mean personally, that are in the middle of a faith crisis. That's why God puts a body together. Seriously. We're not only ambassadors for Christ, but we're to come together when we're hurting, when we're happy. To pray for one another. To engage our faith. It's, it, it's, it can be tough. If we're not walking in our faith, living in our faith, and growing in our faith, our, our sin nature, for the most part, gets troubled when we're confronted with the reality God wants us to grow in it. We think we're taking the easy way out sometimes by not walking toward God. And then all of a sudden, these things happen in our life when we need to run to him. I don't know why it takes that. I think for the majority it does. I know for me, I'm much closer to God when tragedy strikes off. How do you do that? But I am. It says in Romans 1.17, for... In it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. If you've been justified by Christ, if you have put your trust in him as your Savior today, the revelation of God is already in you. We are to live by faith. We are to walk, run to God. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, Romans ten seventeen. There is no other way to gain faith. I cannot impart faith to you. I can encourage you. We can encourage one another. The only way, hear this clear, is by the word of God. The more of the word, the stronger the faith. The less the word, the less the faith. How much are we in the word compared to how much are we in the world? You, you might think, you, Tony, that's not fair. I don't want to tell you. It's what God says. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going, Hebrews eleven eight. And I grabbed that right there. That's what I want. That's what I desire. I want to obey God because for, I don't know how else to say it. He has an inheritance for us. It's not just a regular life, a normal life. Life's always going to be a struggle. Being a believer or not a believer doesn't matter. It will always be a struggle. But my life in Christ, I want what God has for me. I want my inheritance. I have it as far as eternity, my salvation. I have that inheritance. But you know what? As I walk in faith and as I move forward, these things that he brings into my life because of my obedience are going to be God things. They're going to be joyful things. They're going to be peaceful things. They're going to be things that strengthen me and encourage me and bring me to the parts of the body that unite together because we can't do it alone. we got to be every single one of you that are a born-again believer 
must come together that we see what God wants here at Four Corners. If we do not, we live our individual lives in Him, awesome, but we'll never know ultimately what He has. I mean, even for us as individuals, because He intends for us to be together. Can't be a long ranger. You might think you're doing okay. You're deceived. Click. I have a time of reflection. I always put take take a deep breath because that's what I got to do. I, I'm reminding myself. You might not know that. No. Okay. Colossians 2.6, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up him in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. In a minute, Ryan's going to do a click. And a song's going to start playing. I want us to have just a time of reflection. Just a time. I mean, you can listen, listen to the words of the song. Pray. Um, God, what, what did I just hear? How do you want me to respond? And, and just, just a time. And then somewhere in the middle of the song, Ryan, uh, keep the song playing. I'm just going to get up and pray for our offering. And so, ushers, if you would come forward now and just have a seat again up front, uh, you'll you'll know it's time to receive the offering after I pray to receive the offering. Uh, your connection cards today, uh, please fill them out. I mean, we really do um, desire to connect, you know, with you. And even if you're a visitor, uh, we I mean, we don't we don't. I don't know how else to say it. Like, we don't send you stuff and hound you. Um, we just want you to know what we're doing and how can we pray for you or how can you pray for us or whatever the case may be. If, if you feel and know that you accepted Christ, you put your trust in Jesus this morning, put that down there. I accepted Jesus. It's on the connection. Whatever your decision might be, whatever your prayer might be, maybe God is speaking to you about moving out in a step of faith. Write it down. He's asking me to do this. He's asking me to uh, commit myself to ministry. I don't, I, I don't know what it may be. Let us pray with you in that. So let's just have a time, just a time to reflect. And in a moment, I'll, I'll pray and we'll receive our offering, okay? Even when my 
sent you on purpose. And as we move ahead in this new year, we move ahead together by faith, claiming his goodness. It's for real. This is the life Christ has for us. This is the life. So as soon as the song ends, that'll be our dismissal. I'm going to go in the back so I can greet some of you.
through it all.